I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Podcast. Here's your host, Danny Burke. Okay, what is going on, folks? And welcome into another edition of Prop Watch here on Beeson's Pro Football Betting Podcast feed. I'm Danny Burke, your host, here to tell you my favorite props for the upcoming slate of NFL action. But before we get into that, speaking of the upcoming slate of NFL action, make sure you check out our other episode available here on the feed. Mike Palm and I, like we've been doing all season, take you through each and every game on the slate. Start to finish, our best bets, all of the analysis, some of our leans, a look into the futures market. It's getting contentious, folks. I'll tell you, MVP, there are new front runners in the mix. Same with Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, and Offensive Player of the Year. Mike and I tell you where the value could potentially still be had. Also, if you've been interested in following along in Circus Survivor, you know Mikey's right in the thick of it, folks. So he tells us how the updated standings are looking for the $6 million prize. And we also talk strategy. For those of you still in your respective Survivor contest pools, we tell you who we would pick if you can't pick the biggest favorite, the Baltimore Ravens. So a lot of fun doing that. And also a lot of fun talking about VEASAN's new contest. VEASAN Betsgiving, much like the baseball betting pentathlon, if you were following along over the summer, it's going to be a hypothetical $100 bet on all the unique and different type of plays from soccer to NFL to college football. Many different teams, many different groups and individual players are involved. I cannot wait because last year I suffered a bad beat at the very end, or not last year, but in the baseball competition. So I'm looking to avenge that. As is Mike Palm, he had a bad beat himself. So him and I are teaming up. 
a lot of fun and entertainment to look forward to for the upcoming holiday. Listen to the episode because we go over the odds. That's right, Circa made odds for each team. So you can see Mike and and uh, my odds and all the other groups. So it, it's a lot of fun and it's really just a blast, folks. So we get way more into the details and, and what the competition entails in itself in that other episode. So make sure you listen for that. And of course, for a preview of every single game of the upcoming NFL slate. I digress. The reason you are here, folks, is to talk or listen to me talk about some of my favorite props for the upcoming NFL slate. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. And let's begin with the team that's always drawing curiosity in my neck of the woods, the Chicago Bears. The offense has been lighting it up in the W column. Not so much, but you know what? There has been a great area to capitalize on these props with Bears games. And yes, it's Justin Fields and his rushing yards props. I get it. It's been a cash cow. He's gotten into the triple digits the last two games. The number finally adjusted into the 70s. But I am actually preferring to look at Justin Fields and what he can do in the passing game. What can Fields do with his arm? Okay, you're going up against an Atlanta Falcons defense that is surrendering the most passing yards per game, 280. They rank 29th against the pass, according to DVOA metrics. They are allowing opposing quarterbacks, on average, 11 yards per completion. I get that the Bears are not a pass-heavy team. They are far from it. They run the ball the most throughout the National Football League, Justin Fields himself included. The bad news for the Bears, well, what was becoming their starting running back, or who was becoming their starting running back in Khalil Herbert, placed on the IR, so he will be absent. Now, David Montgomery is an absolute stud himself, but you don't want to put all of the workload on Montgomery and then the third stringer, Ebner. Yeah, you'll use that against his Falcons team, but it shouldn't be the primary motive for offensive success. You have another week with Chase Claypool, you still got Darnell Mooney, who should probably get over 50 receiving yards. We bet his receiving prop over that yardage last week and cashed in. Cole Komet said he's going to be good to go. You need the speedy Byron Pringle to do something. And you still have the likes of St. Brown and, I mean, Pettis and, and Keel Harry for what it's worth. But the point is, the weapons are there, relatively speaking, because in comparison to other teams, not the greatest weapons, but they can make do with that against just an awful, and I mean awful, pass defense in Atlanta, folks. They're getting thrown on 38 times per game. That is 30th. They are allowing 26 completions to opposing quarterbacks. That is second most in the NFL. And they're allowing opposing quarterbacks a completion rate of 68.6%. Folks, that is also second worst in the National Football League. Look at the sample size of the past quarterbacks against Atlanta. Week 1. Jameis Winston threw for 269. Matt Stafford, next week, 272. Jacoby Brissett, guess what? In a run-heavy offense, still threw for 234. Tom Brady, 351. Jimmy Garoppolo, 296. Joe Burrow, 481. P.J. Freakin' Walker, 317. Justin Herbert, 245. P.J. Walker, the second go-around, just a buck 08. But that was in a very windy game where the running attack was having a lot of success. But Atlanta's run defense is typically a little bit better, not by much, but it is better than their passing defense. So every quarterback has gotten into the 200s except for P.J. Walker the last game because of the weather conditions. And he got into it another time before that. Why the heck could Justin Fields not at least throw a buck 90, 200, whatever it may be? 
He has enough weapons to make it happen. He has enough talent to make it happen. And he has a bad enough opponent defensively in that region to allow it to happen. My numbers have Justin Fields completing about 18 passes on 29 attempts for at least a buck 91 in the air. Well, guess what? The betting market has his passing yards prop at 177 and a half at the price of minus 115. I'm taking that over. If there is a time for Justin Fields to showcase the talent his arm possesses, yes, he will get involved with his running game like he usually does, but if there is a time for him to do it with his arm, it's got to be against Atlanta. Justin Fields is a human highlight reel, but it's got to be with his arm from time to time. It's not necessarily sustainable for the Bears' offense to be generated primarily because of Fields and his ground attack. You don't want your starting quarterback to have to solely rely on that. Show us what you can do with your arm, and if there's a time to do it, it's this Sunday against the Atlanta Falcons. So count me in for Fields over 177.5 with his passing yards prop. He's only gone over it three times. At Minnesota, got 208 versus Washington, got 190, and at New England, got 179. Count this as number four. Fields will be throwing at least into the 190s, if not the 200s, against the Atlanta Falcons. So that's my first play I got for a prop. The second area I am looking, we're going back to the well, baby. How about Brian Robinson Jr.? If you followed along on Monday night, I took BR over 33 and a half rushing yards. It was against an Eagles defense that was allowing over five yards per carry. And the thought process was you want to keep the ball out of the Eagles hands. And they did just that. He had 26 carries for 86 rushing yards, one touchdown. Guess what? The commanders won. How about this week? You know I'm smiling because of who they're facing. The Houston Texans, folks, they have been a cash cow fading their run defense. Look at the past running backs. Jonathan Taylor, 31 carries, 161 rushing yards. Javante Williams, 15 carries, 75 rushing yards. Khalil Herbert, 20 carries, a buck 57. Eckler at 13 rush attempts, 60 rushing yards. Travis Etienne, 10 for 71. Josh Jacobs, 20 for a buck 43. Henry, 32 for 219. Miles Sanders, 17 for 93. Saquon Barkley, 35 carries for a buck 52. We bet Herbert over, he got 157. We bet Josh Jacobs over, he got 143. We bet Derrick Henry over, he got 219. We bet Saquon Barkley over last week, he got 152. Why would we not be doing the same thing here with Brian Robinson when his prop for rushing yards is as low as 63.5 at the price of minus 115? Folks, I think this should move up to 70. I don't know if it does, but that's where I would be betting it up to. Brian Robinson, again, last week, 26 carries. He was clearly the stronger running back as opposed to Antonio Gibson. The reason the Texans are a cash cow in terms of betting their opponent's starting running back, they're a run defense allowing 5.2 yards per rush attempt. That's 29th. They rank 31st against the run, according to DVOA metrics. They are allowing a total of 182 rushing yards per game. Good enough rather bad enough to have him dead last in the NFL. Opponents are running the ball 35 times per game against the Houston Texans. That is the most in the NFL. Washington is running the ball on average 29 times per game. That is eighth most in the National Football League. 
Now, up to this point, Brian Robinson in about six games is getting 15 and a half carries for 51 rushing yards, only 3.3 yards per carry. The good news, like last week, you're going against a run defense that is vulnerable to giving up a large chunk run after run. It's not going to be a breakaway play, but enough to keep the momentum going with Brian Robinson. You saw that on display with the commanders. He'd pick up like four yards on first down, another couple on second, pass, first down, cool, rinse and repeat. Why would you force Heineke to have to throw the ball when the Houston Texans are losing games by getting torched with their opponent's run offense? That will be the strategy utilized, much like it was on Monday night, against Houston with Brian Robinson. And they're giving you a rushing yards prop of 63.5 when it should be in the 70s. My projection calls, my safer projection, I suppose, 17 carries, 71.5 rushing yards. My bullish projection, 22 carries for 92 rushing yards. Realistically, I said I think it'd get to the 70s. I would probably play it up to 67 and a half, the absolute max. I'm just saying I envision this thing closing at 70 and a half. Slash, that's where I would kind of make it. But I do think that Brian Robinson does get into the mid-70s, at least against this terrible Houston Texans run defense. Hopefully, we can capitalize against it once again. So, folks, in summation, we've got Fields over a buck 77 and a half in the passing game, and Brian Robinson Jr. over 63 and a half rushing yards, both at the price of minus 115. If I have anything additional that will or potentially is made, it will be available at vsin.com. That's V S I N.com on our best bets log page. Not only my plays, but everybody's plays, show hosts, and guests. Folks, again, I implore you to check out the other episode previewing every single game for NFL Week 11. More best bets are dished out there. But thank you for tuning in. Appreciate if you follow along on Twitter at DannyBurke5. And if you like and subscribe to the podcast, best of luck with all of your plays. Hopefully we have ourselves a good weekend leading into Thanksgiving week. Can't wait for all that action, baby. But until next time, take care and good luck.